Oh, man. Didn't take very long. Draymond Green, chokehold Rudy Gobert, suspended for five games. Sorry I wasn't here yesterday. Have some technical stuff going on. I got to spend a bunch of money to get some new stuff is what's happening, and that's annoying. And I didn't do it yesterday, but it, it seems to have fixed itself, at least for the time being. Fentanyl and Sydney Sweeney are trending on Twitter. Good morning. Interesting to see daily sports podcast news, narratives, takes, and gambling. So controversial Wednesday. There are some controversies to talk about, but we're going to let them marinate and do it next week because they are not on, they're not time constrained. So uh, let's just get into it. These NBA midseason tournaments are stupid. Nobody gets it. But Draymond Green did try to uh, choke out Rudy Gobert. Which was funny, and we can all acknowledge that. Draymond Green is a 19-time offender of something. I don't know, he doesn't, that's not actually true, but he's been suspended for five games, which means I don't know how much money he makes. He makes an ass ton. He'll miss out on all of that. Um, that's the thing about suspensions. Like, what was suspension? Like, that's the same thing. A suspension, not only can they not play, but they don't get paid either. So it's a good, it's, a, it's a, like the most intense and best deterrent from things, right? The Texas A&M Aggies have a head coach opening, which is great because now a bunch of other head coaches of other things have to answer about this. Let's start in the National Football League, where Texas A&M's most prestigious coaching alumnus, Dan Campbell, coach of the second place in the NFC, third place in the NFL Detroit Lions, had been contacted by them. He, according to this Dov guy and who is quoting someone called Dennis Dodd, CBS, uh, said, Dan politely said, no, thank you. I'm going to stay in the show, which is good. Smart of Dan. Texas a is not a place. It's a toxic, toxic place to coach. They're dumb and they're morons. So he's not the only guy that they contacted. They also, there are also rumors. That's who we know that they've contacted. Other rumors include... Oregon head coach, I have no idea, Dan Lanning. Let's listen to what he has to say about this. A topic of conversation for another school if we didn't have something here that everybody else wanted. And the reason we have something here uh, that everybody else wants, that's because of what our players, our coaches, the support that exists here Mm. have created. I think I've been really, really clear here since day one. Uh, Everything I want exists right here. I'm not going anywhere. There's zero chance that I would be coaching somewhere else. Um, I've got unfinished business here. There's. Oh, I buy that about 50%. It's not the total bullshit that other coaches spew, but I buy it about 50%. Is he the only one? No. Deion Sanders. Badia, did Deion release a statement? Yes. Through the Colorado Buffaloes Twitter, Deion released a statement. Quote, I am here. I am here. My mother is here. My sister is here. My dog is here. My daughter is here. Three of my sons are here, and my other daughter comes out for the home games. I get mail here. I pay my taxes here. I'm here. (sighs) Uh, Buy that about 20%. I'm here right now. He said, I'm here right now. The one thing about Prime is you could always pay Prime. They want it. They go get him. He'll take the money. No doubt. We got to love a man that's consistent like that. So for now, he's in Colorado. That one, there's, there's a little bit more smoke there. I think the NCAA has not devoted to maintain a postseason ban on James Madison University and Jacksonville State Bowl. They're both bowl eligible, but the Dukes are undefeated. They have gone from the FCS to the FBS. They have gone up a level, and now the NCAA is like, you can't play in a bowl. They're undefeated. What are we doing? Because they left the conference there, and they wanted to go up a level. You, you should not be punished in the country for wanting to go up a level at all. Uh, breaking news. 
The National Hockey League's initiative to digital collectibles, NFTs, will be released to the public today. This was earlier this week. Um, it was announced in 2022. So the NHL doing some really revolutionary stuff with NFTs, something no one else uh, is doing or has even heard of. <laughs> a joke that Ryan Whitney made. <laughs> They're like a two years too late, like three years too late, probably. That was like a pandemic thing, dude. Come on. Deshaun Watson's out for the year. He apparently had a broken shoulder. Deshaun Watson underwent magnetic resonance imaging. Oh, God. Who wrote that? Just put MRI on Monday on two injuries sustained in different plays in the first half of Sunday's 33-31 to 31 win over the Baltimore Ravens. Who wrote this statement? Who cares? Imaging on his left ankle revealed a high ankle sprain in addition. But, hmm. They revealed a high ankle sprain? Imaging revealing a sprain is in, just, what was it, inflamed? In addition, post-game, Deshaun notified our medical staff of new discomfort in his right shoulder. Jesus, this is a novel. An MRI on his shoulder revealed a displaced fracture to the glenoid. Despite performing at a high level and finishing the game after consultation with Browns' head physician, James Voos, MD, and industry-leading shoulder specialist, Neil El Atrache, MD, it has been determined that this injury will require immediate surgical repair to avoid further structural damage. Deshaun will be placed in season-ending injured reserve. Hmm. They're paying him a lot of money to be shitty and to be hurt. They're paying him so much money, and they can't get out of it unless he does some really screwed-up stuff off the field. They can't get out of it. How crazy is that? Thursday night football tonight, Cincinnati at Baltimore. I've got some bets for you, but we've got more stuff. A judge ruled yesterday or earlier this week. I can't remember. Yeah, yesterday. <laughs> That Oregon State and Washington State, the only two remaining teams in the Pac-12 beginning next year, the Pac-2 literally next year, a judge ruled that they get all the assets from this year. A judge granted Oregon State and Washington State a preliminary injunction Tuesday in their legal battle with the 10 departing Pac-12 schools, giving the Pacific Northwest rivals control of the conference and millions of dollars in assets. With a significant legal hurdle cleared, Washington State and Oregon State could soon determine how they will go about keeping the Pac-12 alive. They get all the money from this year. Now, the other schools are going to appeal, but I like this. The punishment fits the crime. Remember the dude that died on the ice after his throat was cut? The guy that kicked him in the throat has been arrested. Police in England arrested a man on Tuesday on suspicion of manslaughter in the death of American ice hockey player Adam Johnson, whose neck was cut by a skate during a game. Um, I've watched like Nottingham Panthers against the Sheffield Steelers. Matt Petgrave, who played for Sheffield, um, he looked like we we showed it one time. It looks like he killed him on purpose, or at least cut his throat. So it's manslaughter. I know a little bit more about manslaughter in the United States than I do in England, but I don't know that much about manslaughter. It seems like death, but they can't prove murder. It's murder, but they can't prove murder. So they're gonna be like, you basically murdered him. You did something that could kill him, and you did it on purpose, but we can't tell whether or not you're trying to kill him. So I think that's, I think that's the difference. I could be wrong. So Carissa Thompson, sideline reporter and, and I guess famed football reporter, Carissa Thompson, she's got a podcast on Aaron Andrews very famously. They were like, Taylor, you should date Travis, after Travis was like, I kind of want to date Taylor. But she said something that was just really a relief to all of us. And we knew this. We knew this inherently. And I don't want to say her job is dumb, but it's getting dumber. And this is how dumb her job is. No disrespect to Carissa. You're really good at your dumb job, but it's become a dumb job. And I kind of think it's misogynistic. And I don't like that this job exists. I'm not a fan of this job. Anyway, this is what she says about her job. 
and I've said this before, so I haven't been fired for saying it, but I'll say it again. I would make up the report sometimes because, A, the coach wouldn't come out at halftime or it was too late, and I was like, I didn't want to screw up the report. So I was like, I'm just going to make this up because, first of all, no coach is going to get mad if I say, hey, we need to stop uh, hurting ourselves. We need to be better on third down. We yep. need to stop turning the ball Pressure over. The quarterback. We need, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and do a better job of getting off the field. Like they're not going to correct me on that. Right. So I'm like, it's fine. I'll it, just make up the report. It would be very funny if you were like, yeah. So I just spoke with Arthur Smith at halftime, and he said Bijan Robinson blew smoke in his face. Yeah. And that's why he's not getting the ball. And I. Um, I'm sorry. That's <laughs> the sports journalism. What's your take on this show? Sports journalism is not real. It is not a thing. She's lying. She just makes shit up. And I don't blame her. It's dumb. Hey, coach, what's your team got to do? Well, we got to play better football. Like, oh, nice. Great insight. I kind of respect Greg Popovich of the San Antonio Spurs. He's like, what do you got to do? And he's like, I'm not going to tell you that. He says that kind of shit into the camera. I love that. Or I like when Brian Kelly at the halftime of the national championship said, well, it would be really helpful if Alabama didn't come out for the second half. That kind of stuff is funny. But like, if you got to make it up, be like, yeah, they didn't. I don't know. They didn't have anything to say. Fuck them. What? Sideline reporting is is helpful for injuries and betting and stuff. But like, does it does Carissa Thompson coming on my TV and saying the coach said we have to play better football or we're going to lose? Does that add anything to the broadcast? It's really clunky. And then the sideline reports to cut into the play. Like sideline reporting, we got to figure it out. I find it to be a mostly misogynistic job. It's just a woman that they like. Here's a woman on TV for football. I, I don't know. I don't, I'm not a fan of sideline reporting. I'm just not. I did like Sam Ponder was really good at it. I liked Sam Ponder. But I, she makes it up. Not every time. She has occasionally made it up. But if you do it one time, you literally can't believe it literally ever fucking ever until the coach is on TV. That's the point of journalism ethics. Like, she could be making everything up now. <sighs> I digress. The Kelsey brothers have released a Christmas song. I gotta be honest with you. It's pretty sweet. Got cars, biggest bars, they got rivers of gold. But the wind goes right through you, no place for the old. When you first took my hand on a cold Christmas Eve, you promised me Broad Street was waiting for me. The sound of the silver ages choir all singing Galway Bay. And the bells were ringing out for Christmas Day. The Eagles offensive line, specifically Jordan Maialata, Jason Kelsey, and Lane Johnson released a Christmas album last year. It sold out in 30 seconds. And now Travis is getting, is in on the next one. They're doing another Christmas album, and Travis is in on it, and it sounds like an original tune that they wrote themselves. How cool is that? Thursday Night Football tonight. And I'll be honest with you, that Christmas album actually slaps. It's, I, it's got some of my favorite Christmas songs on it, and their versions are awesome. Jordan Maialata can sing. He is a legit-ass singer. Okay. <clears throat> got some bets for you as we get out of here. Thursday Night Football... And it's the Bengals and the Ravens. I heard some stupid podcast. It's the only game that matters this week. Well, that's just objectively not true. But it's a pretty decent slate of NFL football. We've got the Kelsey Bowl on Monday night. Taylor will be there. It will probably, in all intents and purposes, is the best team in the AFC, the best team in the NFC. Taylor Swift will be there. It is probably the biggest non-Super Bowl or non-playoff NFL game, perhaps since like 9-11. Like, it's, this is a big... It would, The numbers are going to be astronomical. It's going to be a scene... I'm actually kind of excited. And I think Taylor Swift being there actually adds something to it this time. For the most part, I think it's just kind of an annoying distraction. But I kind of like it this time. Monday Night Football, Eagles, Chiefs. But for now, Thursday Night Football, huge division rival right now. The Bengals, a lot of people think, is one of the best teams in the NFL. They're not in the playoffs right now. 
Isn't that great? Playoffs. The entire, was it last week or this week? The entire NF, AFC North, AFC North, would be in the playoffs if it ended the, that day. But I think that the Bengals losing to the Texans ruined that. Let's find out. Let's see what the NFL.com has to say about the playoff picture. Playoff picture. Playoffs. All right. Right now in the American Football Conference, Chiefs, Ravens, Jags, Dolphins, Steelers, Browns, Texans, Bengals, first one out. Fourth. They're fourth in their own division, and they lost head-to-head to the Houston Texans. How crazy is that? And shout-out to the Detroit Lions. Shout-out to the Detroit Lions. 7-2, first place in the NFC North. Third place in the NFL overall by a half game on the Ravens because the Ravens have played 10 and the Lions have only played nine games. Okay, let's get to the gambling. I like the Bengals to win the game. They are three-and-a-half-point underdogs, so when, that, when I like them to win the game but they're a big underdog, then that's why the spread exists. How exciting. Bengals are three-and-a-half-point underdogs. They lose by three. They, you win the bet. It's minus 108, which is better than minus 110 if you're betting a ton of money, but it doesn't really matter unless that's the case. Anytime touchdown score, Odell Beckham Jr. is starting to wake up a little bit, and they're going to have to toss the rock. They're not going to be able to run it as much as they typically do. And I like Joe Burrow over 12-and-a-half rushing yards. How can you do that? Because sacks don't count against you in the NFL for rushing yards. They're going to pressure him. He's going to scramble. He looks good. They were running him on called runs. It looked like against the Niners. So let's do this again. Bengals plus three and a half. Odell to score a touchdown. And Joey B. Over 12 and a half rushing yards. That's what I like for tonight. College football slate looks acceptable. Not super awesome. Totally acceptable. Kind of. There are there are games that matter on my television. I guess technically Washington could lose to Oregon State. You don't want to play in Corvallis, man. Ask ask USC. Weird shit happens in Corvallis. Back and better than ever tomorrow for a football Friday. Bye-bye.